0: You're listening to the Sermon Cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. Well, it's pretty awesome to be home, to be able to give each one of you a hug. I just went for it. So if, if if I went for it and offended you by getting too close, don't worry about it. I got tested about 5 times on in the last uh, couple of weeks. Just got back from Africa on uh, on Thursday. I went straight into wedding wedding mode. Haven't really even had an opportunity to fill in my family and all that happened while I was in Zimbabwe. But thank you for de- uh, to Daniel for uh, sharing what was our main purpose, apart from obviously honoring our dad, but also to make sure that Danny Curl Ministries continues. Uh, on a, Just on a small note, I just got a text from Stephen right now uh, while Daniel and I were there and when we first arrived we wanted to make sure that we got straight into ministry mode and we went out and we uh, met with the widows that my dad had been taking care of and did that feud distribution but while we were there, uh, one of the widows that Dad was was very close to, uh, one of her grandchildren, her son or grandson Alan, was suffering from a tremendous swelling and inflammation on the on the brain, and needed to have two shunts, uh, surgery to put two shunts in to relieve that pressure. So immediately we set about working towards that, both through Danny Crowe Ministries and Stephen's local church, and uh, we needed about $2,500 to uh, have that surgery for this little uh, young man, uh, Alan. So Stephen just texted me, said uh, the finances have come in, uh, the surgery is scheduled, and this week he'll be going in, in, for, in for surgery. And that's just, it's, it's, it's one little African boy named Alan. But that was the heart of Danny Curl. He treated every single person as if they were precious and valuable to God, and he treated them with the value that God has for them, and shared that value. And that is a legacy that continues today, and as I look at my family, that's all here, and I know it's not my family, but it's it's dad's family. It's his legacy. And it's because of the values that my dad lived by every single day. Choices that he, he made every day that he leaves us such a tremendous legacy. This, it's, not, it's, 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 it's not difficult, though. It's, it's, I know we honor him, and I, and I know that he lived an outstanding life. But each one of us can approach each day the way that my dad approached each day. And, I, and, and so I shared some of those thoughts with Brendan and Jessica uh, at the wedding yesterday, and I would like to revisit those same thoughts and make them a, 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 a applicable to each one of us that are, are here today. Now, when you uh, have an opportunity to hear from my dad, or, do you, or if you hear stories about my dad, and uh, you know that he could write a book, of course, about the many things that he experienced Many of them are the, <clears throat> many of them are the, the larger than life, almost unbelievable experience or stories that, that he could tell. And you would often hear those stories. But his life's theme, his legacy, his, 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 the way that he approached each day was a simple theme. And it's, it's a way that we can all live our lives. And that simple theme was that he woke up And decided that today, I am going to be kind to someone. I'm just going to be kind to someone today. I'm going to look for an opportunity to be nice to someone today. And because he chose to live each day with that simple uh, value, he managed to impact thousands and thousands and thousands of lives for the glory of God. No. He learned early on in his ministry the value that his life had in those acts of kindness. When he first arrived in Liberia, he was told that he was going to be taking a a trek through the jungle to go to a remote village uh, and preach the gospel to a people that had never heard the gospel before. But one of the young men that was there, that was going to take him to the village, had received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, had the knowledge of the good news, and he was anxious to take Danny and the team and say, let's go to our vill- to come to my village to tell my people the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. So his name was Samuel, and he kind of was leading the way. And as they were going many days through the hot jungles, uh, my dad, fresh from Canada, was trying to cope with the heat and the humidity, uh, the the sweat, the exhaustion. And as they were making their way through the jungle, they came to a, 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 a river that they had to actually wade across. And so dad was like, finally, relief from the heat, I can just jump in that river, and Samuel said, no, 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 no. There's bacteria, there's crocodiles, there's dangers in the water, and please, Danny, allow me to carry you across the water. Dad was like, no, I, I'm, I'm hot, and I'm bothered, and I want to cool down. He said, no, Danny, please, let me carry you across the water. So Dad relented, and so Dad got up on Samuel's shoulders, uh, you know, dad was like me when I was a young man, a little bit thinner <clears throat> and, uh, not, but anyway, he got up on Samuel's shoulders and so Samuel started wading across the water and my dad looked down at the cold water next to him. He's like, man, I, I really, I really need to cool down. So he started leaning <clears throat> on top of Samuel's shoulders to try and make Samuel stumble so that he could, you know, accidentally fall into the water and cool down. So, so, and as they started getting to the middle and then they started getting towards the shore and dad was still dry, he was like, no, I can't let this happen. So dad was now aggressively trying to fall into the water. So Samuel was underneath him, you know, swaying, swaying to the right, fighting, fighting, fighting. Eventually Samuel managed to get him to the other side and dumped dad down on the dry ground on the other side. Anyway, my dad thought it was, the whole thing was funny, obviously, but, he looked over at samuel and samuel started to to cry and it was a deep sobbing cry and now my dad obviously felt very awkward and embarrassed that he had put this young man in, in that position and when samuel finished kind of wipe, you know sobbing and wiping the tears the dad said look i apologize i'm so, i'm so sorry i didn't i don't know what i did to offend you or hurt you but I'm sorry, and Samuel said, you know, if, uh, if something happened to you, Danny, if you did get sick or something happened to you and, and, and you died from that as a result of that then, or if you got sick along this journey, who, who would bring the gospel to my people? Who would come and tell my village and my family about the good news of, of, of Jesus Christ? And obviously that was a very solemn experience, Uh, for for my dad, changed his perspective uh, a little bit. But in that instance, Samuel was willing to give his life up, to lay his life down, so that his people, his family, could receive the knowledge of, of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that is the value that each one of you have. You have that value. You, Each one of you, if you have a knowledge of Jesus Christ, if you've received him as, as Lord and Savior in your life, then to the world and those that do not have that knowledge, you carry that precious gift within you. That's, that, that Samuel was willing to give his life for that gift, for the sake of the, that gift being exposed, f- so that somebody could, else could hear the good news. The knowledge that you have, the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ, gives your life ultimate value and meaning and, and purpose. It is a gift, a precious gift, that each one of you has. Amen? I'd like to talk about then as well the lessons that we need to learn. Well, if we have that gift, if we have that knowledge, if we have that relationship, if we've been touched by the love of God ourselves then what is the best way th- that we can disseminate that love? What is, what is the best way that we can share that love? What is the best way to reveal that love? How can we share the love of God with others? And so, <clears throat> yesterday, as I addressed Brendan and Jessica, I said, you know, God's love is best shown and revealed in the relationship between Jesus Christ and the church. That relationship best shows and reveals the love of God. And so let's look at that relationship, the relationship between Christ and the church. In Revelations chapter 9, verse 7, says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Jesus has a loving and intimate relationship with his bride, the church. It's a sacrificial relationship. Christ's love for the for his brides, the church, is unquestionable. So much so, out of love for the church, for the bride, for you and me, that he laid his life down for us. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. You are that bride. You are that church. Jesus loves you. As you consider the love that Christ has for you, what are the many ways that Christ loves you? How does Christ demonstrate his love for you? While well, we know that he is faithful, he forgives us when we probably don't deserve it. He provides for us. He looks out for your best interests. He is kind and compassionate in his dealings with you. And his Bible encourages us that Christ's love, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> his mercy, his interest and involvement in our lives, it says, continues on a daily basis. Lamentations chapter 3, verse twenty-three to 22 to 23 tells us that. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The love of Christ for us doesn't waver. It only increases. He doesn't get bored with us or disinterested with us. Every single day, Jesus looks at the various ways that he can reveal his love to you. And he shows us that love. Every day, with acts of kindness... Not only does Jesus approach the church in that manner to reveal the love of God, but that is the legacy of my dad. As I mentioned, that every day, he would look for opportunities to be kind to someone. Now, during the difficult economic season in Zimbabwe, when there was no groceries available, we would often have to drive six hours from Harare down to our southern border of Bightbridge and cross into the country of South Africa load up our trailer and our vehicles full of groceries and food, and then drive back home uh, to Harare. On one of these trips that Dad would frequently make, obviously in the morning his preparation would include making a flask of Nescafe coffee, and also making a Tupperware of egg salad sandwiches. I'm pretty sure all of you know what egg salad sandwiches are. When Reda came to, Reda and I went out for a, for a luncheon uh, one day and uh, on the menu was egg salad sandwiches and we were in Zimbabwe at the time and so I ordered an egg salad sandwich and when my plate came there was a slice of bread on this side and a slice of bread on this side and there was a fried egg on this slice of bread here and there was uh, one leaf of lettuce on this piece of bread on that side. And so I called the waiter over and I said, excuse me, yeah, is this an egg salad sandwich? And he said, there is the egg, there is the salad. <laughs> so I could not argue with that. <clears throat> but he would make his egg salad sandwiches and that was his, his normal thing to do. And he would stop at a, a rest stop on the on the way. This particular occasion left early in the morning, so about 8 or 9 a.m. He pulled over at the rest at the rest stop. We call it a lay-by. There was a concrete bench and he put out his coffee and his egg salad sandwich and that was going to take a 10-minute break on his trip. And uh, he heard some rustling in the bushes and he, he looked over and noticed there was a little African boy and a girl that were kind of hiding in the long grass at the side of the road. And I suppose they were there because if People stopped and then left the, the rest stop, and they could rummage through the trash can to see if they could find something for themselves, maybe to to eat. So anyway, dad, being dad, and he he, he spoke to them and he 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 coaxed them out of the bush and said, "Come and sit down at the table with me," and 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 he shared his egg salad sandwiches with them. Then he said his goodbyes and off he went to South Africa to buy his groceries, but when he was in south africa he he remembered these kids that he had shared his egg salad sandwiches with and so he bought a food hamper that included or the staple food which we call uh, or you call grits we call mealie meal or, or sadza and it's it's you know you could buy a 10 or 20 kg bag and that can feed a family for for uh, for weeks and so he bought a big food hamper and he thought you know i'll just take the chance that when I stop back there, maybe they will be there. And yes, fortunately, when he got back to that lay by on the way home, the children were there. And, uh, so when he started to give them this food hamper, then they're like, well, these are just small kids. And he asked them, is, is your, is your home nearby or, and they said, yeah, just, just, just behind these trees. You know, our village is just, just down a little bit over the way there. And so dad just locked his vehicle and he, He helped with the food hampers himself, and he he walked to that village. And and long story short, he was introduced to their father. The family was starving, as a lot of people in the rural area are. He was at his wit's end how he was going to care for his family. Um, Dad was able to give them that food, um, and at the same time, began to explain who he was, and through that story of who he was, shared the gospel with that family. And lead that family to the to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as their as their Lord and Savior as well. And that's a small. It's it's not a story that you'd hear when he comes to preach at the church or share his sermons or the big the larger than life stories. But for the Curl family, for for me and Stephen and Daniel and Jonathan, it's it's those things that we saw our dad do on a daily basis that made the greatest impact in, in our lives as young men and also gave us an example of this is what it truly means to serve the Lord. This is what it truly means to, the, to love the Lord, that you, that you intentionally go through each and every day with looking for that opportunity to share the love of God with someone through small acts of generosity and kindness. And that's the way that Jesus approaches you. Looking every day at how can I be kind to you? How can I treat you today? How can I spoil you today? How can I be nice to you today? What can I do to ease your pain today? What can I do to to help you make it through today? Just to give you that encouragement, that that affirmation that, you know, and that's the way dad approached life. That's the way that Christ approaches us, his, his bride. And when you look at the relationship between Christ and the bride, then you see that the, that's the way that the bride loved Jesus. That's the way that the bride, that you and I have a thriving relationship with Jesus because we should love him back the same way. In Matthew chapter 25, the the Bible gives us Christ's perspective on his bride, and he says, you know, to my bride, I am so thankful for you, I'm so grateful for you, because we have a blessed relationship. And he says, come you who are blessed, and receive this inheritance, this kingdom that I've prepared for you, because you loved me. And how does Jesus describe that love? How is Jesus loved? How do we love him? He says, thank you that on a, on a hot day you gave me a glass of cold water. When I was hungry, you, you gave me a meal, you, you fed me. Uh, when, when I needed a warm jacket, you put a jacket around me on a cold night. Uh, when, when I needed a friend, you listened to me, you were there for me. When, when I was hurting, you prayed for me. You did all of these small acts of kindness... And that's how you showed and revealed your, your love for me. And now come and receive this wedding supper, this, this meal that's being prepared. Let's share together this kingdom that I've provided for you. And you see that Christ and the bride maintain a loving relationship with Jesus by continually performing small acts of thoughtful and, thoughtfulness and kindness for one another. In that act of being kind, as Christ is kind to us and we are kind to him, the love of God is revealed to the world. The light becomes brighter. The testimony becomes brighter. And so I encouraged Brendan and Jessica, as I'm encouraging you today, that in your personal relationships, just as we see the example of of Christ and his bride... Ask yourself today, what can I do today to be gentle, to be kind, to be caring, to be thoughtful, to be considerate? And if you choose to live each day like that, you choose to live that way with your spouse, your love will only increase and grow. You choose to live that way with, with your family. Maybe you don't get along, but your calling Your choice each day is to continually treat them with love and kindness and thoughtfulness. Your relationships will grow. The same applies in in both your formal sectors of, of work and employment, and even in your social interactions. You have a responsibility to reveal the love of God. And how do you do that? Be kind to those around you. You know, in Matthew chapter 25, after Jesus says, Thank you for your kindness, he says, Whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you were doing for me. And there's another story that I'd like to share about my dad that I'd like you to also keep that same perspective. <clears throat> when Dad was again, young missionary in, in, in Liberia. He uh, would have his imported foods or goods that, that he had or the, the, the goods, the, the foods that he was maybe able to buy. And uh, so he would take the, the tin cans that is his food came in, whether it be a, a, a tin can that had jam or a tin can like, of maybe like, you know, progresso soup. But he would take his tin cans and he would peel off the labeling and then he would take his pliers and he would go around and he would bend down any sharp edges from opening that tin tin can that were there. And so he, he would he he would he would make that tin can a, a safe tin can. And then he thought, you know, I'm such I'm such a good missionary, and as I, as you know, a kind person, I'm going to start just dist- distributing these tin cans uh, into the the villages and the rural areas and just. Give them out to the people around me so that they can use them. They use them as cups to drink out of. They can use them for storage. They can use them for cooking. If it's a bigger tin, they can warm up water in there. And he said, you know, in, in that way, I'm, I'll be such a good missionary by, by being kind to people, being nice, nice to people. And uh, uh, on one occasion, there was a, a knock on the door. And, there was, and this is quite interesting. It's still the, the early days of his ministry. It was an old widow that was there, and uh, knocking on the door and, and asking for help, and he, and he thought, well, I'm, I'm, I'm such I'm, uh, you know, he had just prepared some tin cans, so he was like maybe I could help her out with some tin cans, so he went and he got some tin cans and he, here you go, here's some help, and he gave her the tin cans, and she was happy enough to receive those, and off she went about a month later he was visiting in those villages nearby his homestead and there was a funeral service. And so in order to pay respects as you would if you're visiting a village, you're now participating in the events of, that were going on the day. And as the local missionary it was only right for him to go and pay his respects and so he went in and he it's, it's a viewing of, of the deceased person and he He went in and there was an old lady, an elderly lady was there, had passed away. And he, you know, observed her and paying his respects, paying his respects. And as he got to the foot of the bed, he looked down and there was one of the tin cans. And he recognized that tin can because he could actually see the plier pinch marks around the edge of the tin can that he himself had pliered down to make sure... Nobody could hurt themselves on the sharp barbs, and he—he he, he first recognized the tin can, and then he—this was actually t- to put an offering for the family. They were, actually had set it up as a—you know—put a gift in there for the families at this time. And uh, but then he, so he slowly did a double take, and he looked back, and I paid closer attention to the—the the lady who was actually ha- had passed away, and he recognized. Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. That's the widow that came to my door. And that's one of the tin cans that I'd, I'd given to that, to that widow. But also in that moment, he was struck by the enormity of the fact that, yes, he might have been a nice missionary to give the tin can, but this widow had passed away without the knowledge of Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior and probably passed into eternity without a relationship with the loving God. And at that moment, he realized that, yes, acts of kindness and generosity are good, but as believers in Jesus Christ, as those that are vessels that carry the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the the, the priceless gift of an eternity with a loving God, he realized that not only should I be a kind and generous person, but I should also share with that kindness, be open with the news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so when I am kind, when I am generous, as he was to those two little African kids on the side of the road and then later went into the village and led the father and the family to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ says, those simple, loving, little gifts of acts and kindness, but you did them for the least of these brothers of mine that are now standing with you in eternity, we should not neglect to also share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those around us. Because ultimately, that's the most valuable gift that we can possess. And in our acts of kindness, in our acts of mercy, also reveal to people and be, open our mouths and share with them the love of Jesus Christ. And if we live each day like that, we reveal the love of God in this dark world, then we too uh, make an impact, make a difference, have meaning, have purpose, leave a legacy, change the the relationships of those around us, change our families, change our marriages, just by by simple acts of saying, how can I love today? How can I be generous today? How can I be kind, be nice today and, and make a difference? And that's the legacy that that my dad left behind. It's a legacy that we hope to continue, but not not because it's dad's legacy, but it's because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and that's his legacy. That's how he treats us every day. That's how he wants to be treated every day, and let's live our lives accordingly. Amen.